Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parentingpodcast. Well, maybe you've seen that wall art in the home decor section of the store printed with that saying, Christ is the center of our home. Or maybe you've got that displayed in your living room. What does it really mean? I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta, who leads our parenting and youth team here at Focus on the Family. And Danny, what does it look like to make Christ the center of a home, just like in a day-to-day way? It's just in the natural flow of the day-to-day is how we do it. So uh, showing that you have a relationship with God, talking about where you see God working, uh, praying with one another, reading Scripture as a family— uh, I, I, on the way to church on Sundays, sometimes we'll talk about how, where did you see God this last week? Where did you see him working in your life? Okay. Where are those evidences of God? And so you can do that with nature. You can do it while driving. And it talks about in Deuteronomy 6, it says to love the Lord our God with all our heart, our soul, and our might. And then Jesus says our mind as well. Hmm. And so it's about how we manage ourselves and model that in our homes. And then it says to teach in our everyday lives what it means to be in relationship with God. And I just want to make sure people understand, this does not mean that you're a perfect Christian person. It just means you're following Jesus and living it out day by day, moment by moment. And noticing, being a noticer that this is, we live in a kingdom of God where we're broken people needing God all day long. And having that relationship and conversation, it's not about being perfect. It's about being relational with the Heavenly Father all day long. Got it. Well, Focus President Jim Daly and I talked about this with Glenn and Ellen Shooknecht, and they described some traditions that you can use to help teach your children and your grandchildren as well about God. Glenn, uh, you come from a really good, from what I read, a really good, stable home, uh, grew up in a Christian home. Ellen, that's not your story, but I want to talk to you first, Glenn. Sure. What were the advantages? What did you learn growing up? Why was that a positive? Speak to my two boys who are 17 and 15. (laughs) (laughs) Boys, listen, here's Glenn. You know, it's (laughs) funny, as Ellen and I talked about the advantage I had uh, growing up in a Christian home, my grandfather was a, a Baptist minister over 50 years serving God in different capacities, president of a college and these kind of things. We tried to figure out exactly what the difference was and the faith that I was able to to glean from my parents, my grandparents, that uh, Ellen didn't get to have. You know, part of it was it was just something that was going to happen in my house. Every right. Sunday we were going to church, and when I got to college, I was going to church. It was Sunday. It was going to happen. And so I was able to build a a character that just put this in as part of daily life. So sometimes and, patterns, developing patterns, are really good. Sure I mean, habits. oftentimes they're really good. And those are the good habits mm-hmm. you want to repeat, right? Exactly. Well, and, he had uh, the spiritual disciplines in place, huh. and I sensed that. What yes. do you mean by the spiritual disciplines? I grew up in a home that we didn't have any spiritual disciplines, although I had a grandfather who prayed for me, and he wrote to me from Finland, Hmm. and that always somehow buoyed me, and I had this yearning to kind of follow him, but in Glenn, there was this background of devotions and prayer and going to church and traditions around the holidays, and that was just really something that I was drawn to, and I felt I had 
missed. Yeah. Did you, how did you compensate for that? I mean, not growing up in a Christian home yet, um, where did the Lord lay that foundation for you? How did you arrive there to where you had an anchor for yourself? You know, it's really interesting. I've thought about that a lot, and I really think that God just grabbed a hold of me. I still remember, and I wrote this in the book, walking in a field and wondering about God and thinking about my grandfather and grandmother in Finland praying for me. And there was just this hold in my heart from little on that I wanted to somehow do family differently, and I wanted to have a spiritual heritage. So it was just kind of something God planted. I think the ideas for this book started even when I was a child. You know, building some of those traditions. Some people listening now don't know what that means, what that looks like. Jean, again, my wife, has been terrific at that, doing Advent uh, calendar for the kids and for the foster kids that we've had. Uh, very rarely are they familiar with an Advent mm-hmm. calendar and right, opening right. up a little box every day mm-hmm. and seeing some little token there that represents a spiritual truth. And that's been wonderful to see. What are some of the traditions, uh, Glenn, that your family did that you did in your childhood? We certainly did Advent. Yeah. And Sunday nights uh, during the Christmas holidays were uh hour, hour and a half of singing hymns and right. and reading and that. One of the traditions we've loved is the birthday cake. Uh, we done? always had the gingerbread uh, star-shaped birthday cake on Christmas Eve. Man, and... I miss that one. I'm not a guy to miss cake. <laughs> so somehow I didn't connect that. That would have been a good tradition no for the No to yourself next Christmas. <laughs> Gene, we're doing a birthday cake for the Lord. And it was it was a great little tradition, and we sang, you know, happy birthday and... and uh, but I like the simple traditions, too. Like Glenn, even though he would never sing in public, would sing with the kids at bedtime. And as long as they let him sing, he'd also rub their back. So they would ask for more and more <laughs> hymns. And he would say a blessing over them as they'd go to sleep. Yeah. And just those daily reminders of the presence of God in their lives. And we're able to, we're really a very unique situation that we see our grandchildren almost daily. And so we're able to do some of those soft things too. Yeah, and that's so important, building in those um, those moments. Right. And that, that's a beautiful thing for fathers to do particularly. Um, I did that when the kids mm-hmm. were younger. I'm not as consistent with it now that they're later teens. Yeah, uh, when they get to be 10, 12, they don't really <laughs> want dad to rub the back. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'll rub your, well, I'll rub your back as long as you let me sing does not work anymore. <laughs> so uh, I never tried it, but uh, that would be a good thing. Well, some great traditions there to do with children or grandchildren. Um, Danny, we also influence their faith through our example. You mentioned that earlier. Go ahead and elaborate a little bit more about that. It's how we manage our relationships with one another in our home, our roles as parents, uh, our marriage. Uh, That shows a love of God that is steadfast. That's an unusual thing. We can show it through our steadfast love of people in general that don't deserve our love. It's being a noticer of the unnoticed, as Jesus' ministry uh, was shown in the New Testament. Uh, Having conversations on a regular basis around what it means to be a Christian. What is that? A Christ follower, a little Christ, right? That's what Christian means. In in the early days, the Christians earned that title Mm -hmm. by the way they lived and so it's good to check in as a family. How are we living? Would people even know that we know God? Yeah, is and, that and part of our life? I wanted to ask you this in regards to, to the living out of our, our relationship with Christ. Is it easier when things are going well, 
Or is it easier for our kids to see what that relationship looks like when difficulty comes? Well, the, the quick answer is it's easier to see it when things are going well. But many of us forget to really lean into God when, uh, when things are going well. We just, we just enjoy what we have there. When things are going difficult is when we can show the, the biggest dependence and trust in God. And if parents uh, offer opportunities to read Scripture together as a family out loud and, and talk through what you're reading uh, and take the time to figure out which places are most engaging for a young child, depending on their age and stage and their what's going on in their life, to to understand God's love for them through mm-hmm. the Word of God, and then having prayer times at meal times, but also other times where it's not a, oh we have to do this. It's hey guys, we get to to pray. Who gets the next opportunity to talk to God, and we'll just kind of hang out with you as you're doing that, in in creating it into something that's very engaging and positive rather than, oh, we need to check this off because we need to be good Christians. Yeah, yeah. No, let's connect with God because we need this in our home. Well, you're going to find more biblical advice about uh, showing that authentic, vibrant relationship with Christ to your kids, and then uh, also about discipling children and grandchildren in the book by Glenn and Ellen Schuknecht, and it's called A Spiritual Heritage, Connecting Kids and Grandkids to God and Family. We're making that available today as our thank you gift when you join the support team by making a generous donation to Focus on the Family. Donate, and uh, you can do so by visiting the episode notes or call 1-800-THE-LETTER-A-AND-THE-WORD-FAMILY. You can also encourage your child or grandchildren to share their faith through a simple act of taking their Bible to school. It's our annual Bring Your Bible to School Day observance coming up on October 1st next week, and it's for kids who are in school or e-learning at home. We've got some pretty creative ways to do that this year, and uh, you're going to find all the details in the episode notes. Next time, we're going to have more practical ways, especially for grandparents, to disciple their grandchildren. For now, on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team here, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.